Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. March 21st, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, Monday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here to start your new week. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Nick Roush, how are you doing? I'm uh, doing okay. A little uh, a little sore. Uh, a lot of yard work got done yesterday. Uh, t- took a bush down and removed a stump. So I felt like a, a manly man pulling that that tree trunk out of the ground. So, um, But yeah, just uh, m- might have burnt the top of my head a little too. It, it was good to get outside, get some fresh air after a uh, uh, a long few days of being a shut-in, staring at television screens, watching basketball. Yeah, I feel like everybody in the UK fan base probably ended up getting a little bit more chores done around the house, maybe some more work done than they were anticipating this weekend. Saturday was my big chore day, mostly indoor gotcha. stuff. The weather wasn't amazing, no but way. I didn't think about that. I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work all day Saturday and get a ton of stuff done and i did i'm very happy with all the stuff i I was able to to accomplish on saturday and then i knew sunday maybe there was golf on the table that ended up not happening because baby not feeling 100 percent. but i was like i want to have a relaxing sunday where i'm able to do what i want to do guilt-free because i got everything done saturday but then it ended up being the weather was so nice and also taking care of the baby it was just put the TV outside and do nothing Sunday. So I actually did basically nothing yesterday, which was amazing. Um, 
the weather was really nice, but that did cross my mind. They're like, oh, maybe I should have done a bunch of yard work today mm-hmm. and enjoyed and enjoyed the weather. But uh, there'll be other nice days, I'm sure. No, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's spring. Spring is sprung. Was Friday the first day of spring? I want to say yesterday was. Yesterday, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, we did it. So nailed it. Justin Kalen, how was your weekend? How are you doing? Happy Monday to you. Oh, happy Monday to you guys as well. My weekend was phenomenal. I literally, from the time we got off the show on Friday until I woke up this morning, I did nothing. Nothing. Watched sports all weekend, sat on my couch, drank BL numbs, just had a really nice, relaxing, good time of a weekend. Ooh, lots of chips? Lots of chips. Absolutely. I am basically... Oh, I, you know, I, I, it was a long weekend. I have to rotate. I, I mean, there were some combos thrown in, some uh, ruffles, cheddar and sour cream thrown in. So I'm basically 25% cardboard now is what I'm getting at. That's, that's, that sounds, that sounds uh, that, like the math probably checks out there. Well, that's great. I'm happy. I'm happy, everybody, after such a crummy Thursday, ever, uh, able to bounce back, have a good weekend. Uh, Myself included, and that's that's that was going to be my question, Roush. Just how how are we how are we doing? How are we holding up? How a uh, few days to to kind of let it soak in that it's summer radio, really. The basketball season is over. No, really about that. That's factual. How, how you doing? Okay. So personally, I'm great. I'm fine. Um, I'm upset, but like I'm not. Yes, I wish my team was still playing basketball. Um, I think the part that I'm actually looking forward to least is this show because I just, I don't have the, like, I'm in a good mental place. I don't, I don't, I don't need the, like, fire cow. Like, I, I'm, that, I'm not looking forward to that because personally, like, I'm fine. Like, it sucked. Um, it's really disappointing, but me being mad about it is just, I, like, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to accomplish anything. Cal's not going anywhere. Uh, he shouldn't go anywhere. Next year's a big year. Um, but, you know, hell, maybe getting Kenny Payne at the the Robert, at the other school will, will make him crank it up a notch. He, he brought the whole coaching staff to watch DJ Wagner over the weekend. Um, we've already got announcements of guys coming back. So I'm ready to move forward. Um, it stinks, but, you know, St. Peter's, they're on a hell of a run right now. Um, they, they put it on Murray State. This is this is their time, Kentucky. It was not their time. That that they, they were not uh, playing at their best, and it showed. It showed. So I, I'm I'm ready to move on. But um, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to to the negative energy that we will surely face on the Thornton Stex on today. Yeah, and we have text to make up from last week and and all that stuff. Out of the twelve, one through C, three seeds, what I think seven advance to the sweet 16 there's only 16 teams left in the uh, in the NCAA tournament Kentucky obviously not the only team to have a disappointing first weekend still the without a doubt the the worst loss of the tournament I'm sure St. Pete's went ahead and did advance themselves to the sweet 16 and, and looked significantly better than Murray State in my opinion in doing so uh, they're an all right ball club but that that loss is never going to be okay it's not like even if they made it to the elite eight or hell even if they made a final four run which i don't think is going to happen 
uh, I don't think anybody would still come back and say, well, maybe the loss wasn't so bad. It's a bad loss. Yeah. There's no spin in it. One of the worst losses, if not the worst loss in the history of Kentucky basketball. It came at a terrible time. It was surprising. We were not anticipating it. Everybody nationally and I think locally thought this team was poised to make a run. All the things we talked about on Friday, it still hurt. Uh, There's probably like eight to ten times over the weekend. I was just like, oh, oh, oh. Like even just even just like looking ahead when they'd show brackets, when they do something, I'd just be like, man, I cannot believe Kentucky's really not still playing in this bad boy. Saturday, there was a few moments Saturday. It was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be cleaning out the unfinished part of my basement. I'm supposed to be with family in Indianapolis watching the cats having having a having a ball. So there was a few moments throughout the weekend, but as it went on, time generally always heals everything. So I, I and I'm happy I didn't like make this stance that I wasn't going to watch basketball or it was going to be too painful. I think the gambling interest between NCAA basketball tournament squares, my spread madness thing yeah. that I do, I, I'm in a little dream team event. Uh, that between, I, I think I've I've got my gambling avenues cornered so much that like the tournament has, thankfully, become in UK proof to some degree. It's obviously a million times better when the Caps are rocking and rolling. But I think this year has shown me, if nothing else, Roush, that even if Kentucky stinks, even if UK doesn't make a tournament run, I still am covered in gambling areas enough that I am I'm locked in. And it was a hell of a weekend. There was a lot of really good games. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did a decent job on my own gambling as well. Had North Carolina money line. So, like, you know, I had, I had some some decent right. some decent wins to kind of make the the hurt not hurt so bad. Yeah, yeah. That always that always makes it that always makes it more entertaining and, and more enjoyable. And when you have I mean, really, all we missed out was Gonzaga and Duke losing. In both teams, they look vulnerable as hell, which I'm very big fan of. The rest, though, knew they were going to carry Duke to a win. Like, there was just there was no doubt about that. Close game, okay, let's just get some whistles in here. Make sure Coach K's retirement tour doesn't end too early. Can't have him go down in the second round. God forbid. That sequence, Justin, I'm not sure if you watched the game or not, but that sequence where they just called – three consecutive fouls in about three seconds on Michigan State like late in the second half. And then Michigan State ended up, I think, getting an and one shortly after that and like actually took a lead after that little sequence. But, yeah, it, it was no joke probably, I don't know, five seconds, three fouls on Michigan State. Everybody even in the arena, which was in South Carolina, was very pro-Duke. There was even groans in the crowd of just like, what are we doing here? Like, let them play. Good grief. That's what I told my roommate. Like, let them play. It's the NCAA tournament. Good grief. And two of, two of the three they called were – I was like, wait, what? We're calling a foul on that? It's high school basketball. We're not coaching – or we're not refing eighth graders here. And, and there, there were several – bad calls throughout just the the tournament weekend. Roush, I love that you had a lot of attention, focus, and energy on terrible officiating. And I'm not sure it got worse than the technical they called. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, the the first game of the day. How do you get away? Like, how do you get away with that? Hanging on the rim technical when even – you could you could certainly spin that as a safety issue, hanging on the rim just with the way the momentum had carried – but that's why the NCAA just needs to take a long, hard look at all the rules and just figure out, all right, which ones are actually helping and benefiting the game and which ones are just idiotic. I don't care if you hang on the rim, propel yourself up, 
get yourself up to the back of the iron and you do meat copters for two minutes after a successful dunk, at that point, you're only hurting your own team by hanging on the rim. The other team should be deep in transition, take advantage of somebody that wants to showboat. And I don't think that was the intent there, but even if it was, who cares? These are young adults playing. Whose feelings are you hurting? We In women's basketball, South Carolina won a game by like 72 points. Are, are we Should you stop the score because you don't want to hurt people's feelings? No, you don't. You just let it play because it's a basketball game and everybody learns to move on and it's not real life. Okay, I'm sure hanging on the rim for an additional .3 seconds isn't going to hurt the morale of the opposing team. That What a fraud. What that The official who called that needs to not work the rest of the NCAA tournament and needs a good talking to about the, from the fun police, I think. The, um, the, the it does, There's been a few times, too, where I'm watching a game and a, a guy hangs in the rim a little bit longer, and I'm like, oh, thank God they didn't call it technical because like, I could easily see them, you know, I, I could easily see, see them calling one here. I felt like they had really backed off, uh, but that was at a crucial point in the game. That, that dunk shrunk the deficit to four, and then after that, it was kind of uh, it was kind of wide open from that point forward. You had something similar in the North Carolina game. Here's my thing: I have not seen a good replay of the Brady Manic ejection. Because it looks like Soren flopped. He he's, he has big flop energy, that guy. He's a real try-hard on defense. He's He pressures the ball at the top of their press, and it, it really caused chaos. But I, the only angle I've seen is from under the basket, and you can't see the actual contact from the side view of his face. I really feel like Soren just flopped all over the place, and that's what got Manic ejected and started the big Baylor run. Yeah, that was horrible, too. Just don't eject a player in that situation. When there's controversy and confusion around an ejection, just side, err, err on the side of caution and don't eject. Uh, that was a hell of a game, too. There was a, That was the definition of a roller coaster. Several different times throughout that game, Roush, it was like, there's no way Baylor's not coming back and winning this game. They've got this one. And then, like, UNC would be – Two minutes left, and you'd see go back up seven or eight. You'd be like, well, yeah. now it's probably too much to overcome. And then Baylor would go on this furious run, and then UNC would score. Something happened, and you'd say, oh, well, now Baylor, you thought for sure Baylor's going to come back, but now it's probably over. But then M. Night Shyamalan twists. The game goes to overtime, and I don't know if you could find an American out there that thought UNC was going to win at that point. You had to be a little nervous on your money line bet. Oh, I, I I was fully just like, well, uh, the fate is strong. Like, of course, they're going to lose in overtime. I had I had no doubts that they were going to lose in overtime. And I had somebody, like, offer me, like, hey, anybody want UNC minus one and a half? I wanted to be like, no, I'll take the opposite and hedge my bet. But, hey, they <laughs> credit to them for, gosh, mentally being able to keep it together. And that also goes, like, you just make your free throws. They free. I mean, they are free, and if you knock them down, then you can pull it out. Big Cot was very shaky, though, down the stretch. Very shaky from that free throw line. But they made enough to knock Baylor out. The defending champs are done. Um, Tennessee is done. Uh, suck it, Vols. Auburn, they're out. Auburn just got their teeth kicked in. That wasn't oh, they got punked big time. And I don't. I still, Miami obviously played well, and they're in the Sweet 16, and my team certainly is not. I still I, – like, I did not have Miami in brackets because I watched plenty of Miami basketball this year, and they stunk. They stunk. They stunk. 
They were not a good team. Like, again, you know, I kind of joked about it this time last week where I was like, I don't think I've watched as much NCAA basketball this season since I was in college and maybe even before then. I wonder how I'll do in the brackets. Not good, one, because I didn't think UK was going to get upset by St. Peter's, and two, like teams that I watch plenty of struggle throughout the year. It's all about just who's playing well at the right time. And even some teams that decide just to start playing okay at the right time. Like I watched plenty of Michigan this season. They, 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 they very rarely this entire year showed enough, I guess, togetherness and like willingness to play with one another to be able to beat a team that's as disciplined as Tennessee. What do they do? They go out there, they put together a performance, they beat Tennessee in a game that really didn't look like uh, they, they were going to do that. The West region kind of turned out to form. This is something that people are going to talk about a lot, Roush, is just mm-hmm. the East region. Oh, what would have been? what? And that's why I like the draw to begin with is because, like, Baylor incredibly beatable. Whether it was UNC, whether it was going to be UCLA the next yeah. round, or it could have been Kentucky or Purdue in the Elite Eight. They, they, and and no, no, I'm not trying to discredit Baylor. They've had a lot of injuries. They got banged up. They, they kind of started having things fall apart Um a little bit at the wrong time. So that's why I wasn't scared about a one seat. The matchup that worried me uh, the most in this entire region is the one had UK taking care of business they would have on Friday night. And that would be the Purdue matchup, Roush, which would be a tough game. I, I don't think there's, I think that would have been what everybody would have imagined being the toughest game in UK's region. Uh, but the way it works out, if you beat Purdue, you'd still either have to face UCLA with one of the better scorers in college basketball or a UNC team that would have literally not scared anybody that's a UK fan. However, they would have been revenge-minded. And secondly, in 2019, nobody thought UK was probably going to lose to Auburn, a team that they had previously pummeled earlier in that season, beat them twice, as a matter of fact. But mm-hmm. uh, So it, it, the region, I think, didn't open up where we are all just completely and totally kicking ourselves. It kind of went the way maybe we thought. UNC, obviously, a little bit of a surprise. Even still, I think we'd feel pretty good about things had, you know, we not seen what we saw. <laughs> if not if not for what actually unfolded before our eyes, I feel like we would look at this region and say, like, all right, beat Purdue, and we feel pretty, pretty good about going to a Final Four. Not to be, though. So the region, it, I was really thinking it was going to be like, UNC, and, like it was just going to be high seeds all across the board, and we were going to look at the region and be like, goodness gracious, if you just could have taken care of business, it would have it would have been like 2018 all over again. Not quite, not quite, but it, it's still one that I think Kentucky could have uh, done A-OK in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not it, – it, it also reminds me of like having, you know, Kentucky as the eight seed back in 2014 – Whenever you get a blue blood playing in that eight nine game, they're just dangerous as hell. Like I, you just—it's not like they lack confidence or talent. Yeah, you know they have the talent. Right, right. It's just a matter of can they get hot at the right time. North Carolina's getting hot at the right time. Um, so like, if you were to play them in an elite eight, like that's I, I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be more worried about that than playing Baylor if Kentucky was if we if we were sitting here today talking about Kentucky going to the Sweet Sixteen. So. Uh, but we're not, sadly. Uh, that part still stinks. No amount of Tennessee losses in embarrassing fashion. Like, of course, Tennessee like just decides to quit making shots now. I was waiting for it to happen. Just wanted it to happen against Kentucky in the SEC tournament. 
Not cool. complaining. Sayonara, Rocky Top. I love it. You goobers, just like us goobers, we're so excited for a deep march run. Suck it, Tennessee. Is Auburn still celebrating their regular season SEC championship? You know what I was thinking is good for the Auburn fans. Those dumb idiots, and I say that respectfully and with love, <laughs> but those dumb idiots, they celebrated every regular season win like a tournament win, which good for you all. Like, in all sincerity, like, good. You may have found the secret sauce to enjoying basketball, and that's not getting so caught up on the tournament setting that is do or die, and it feels like your life hangs on every single possession, and when it's over, you just go into this deep pit of sadness. Good for you all. You all may have found the key, and that key is just celebrate every regular season win like a tournament because if you're Auburn, you may only get one tournament win, and that hell, it's a lot more fun to celebrate multiple regular season wins. Still, one more tournament win than Kentucky. I'll be sure to make fun of ourselves plenty along the way, but very happy to see that, Roush. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if they did their cute little Twitter thing to the Miami team account on, on Sunday. I didn't see that. No, weird. Hmm. Yeah. Who would have thought that Arkansas would be the last SEC team left? Hey, I said that they were That's... pretty boomer bust. That West region is going to be a lot of fun, Justin. Four, I think, I don't think anybody would be shocked with any four of those teams making it out of there. Who we got in there? I don't have you it. Gonzaga versus Arkansas, and then you have Texas Tech versus Duke. So it just yeah. it, it went it went to seed. It went to form. Chalky yeah. City in the Chalk. West. The, G- Gonzaga is the one team this weekend that really I was kind of like, if I'm a Gonzaga fan, I'm a little worried. They did not look good in either of their game. Thank God they have Drew Timmy, or they would have lost both of those. Well, he's good. He's he, he is Thank awesome. You. I always say that second game Gonzaga plays is like the toughest game that they've played. I know St. Mary's is okay, but they're eliminated as well. That second game Gonzaga always plays in the tournament ends up being their their toughest game they've played in months. And Memphis came out and really punched him in the mouth and was more physical. I actually am not as – I'm more I'm higher on Gonzaga than I think than some. I think it kind of said a lot about them to just – they looked just – Jaw, their jaw was dropped. They didn't think Memphis was going to come out with that fire and responded. Did you all see Drew Timmy's post-game speech? Oh, no. Did he do a Tim Tebow? No, it was it was actually kind of funny. I got to pull it up. Was it the one where he's like, it's harder to not – it's really hard not cussing on national TV? Yeah, he's got to censor one? himself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think this is it. You know, I haven't watched this, Justin, so if this is like oh – if you know if this ends up being, I mean, I have seen the video. I don't know if this is like this could end Ooh, up being. You, you could get rickrolled. Yeah, it could look like the video, but end up just being something terribly raunchy and bad. So you know, have that. I have the dump button. Motivate this team. What did you? All right, Drew. I heard you in the hallway. Motivate this team. What did you say in that locker room? I said I don't give a flying f what happens what happens at the end of the game whether we lose or win we're not going out as no uh soft guys leave it all on the floor because it could be your last 20 and <laughs> hey man if you go all out and we still lose play with, play with no regrets and uh we took that to heart and uh you know we came out with the win fortunately but give credit to memphis man they they really brought it and the way they turned their season around is pretty remarkable Andrew, all right, there's the, the, the soft guys. Is, yeah, it almost sounded like he was like translating a different language. How do you all <laughs> say a little 
a little B word. Uh, no, that that was really good stuff from Drew Timmy. And also, uh, he is right about that. I am surprised Memphis ended up looking as good as they did because, goodness gracious, in December, they looked horrible. But they went out there and they 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 made that a game. and Quite a turnaround for Anthony Hardaway this year. He was, yeah. like, calling his team an AAU team and then they ended up putting it together. Although, gosh, watching them try to get through the pressure, they're late. Uh, man, what a! I, it was yeah. um, it was just like, oh gosh, how are they not going to turn it over? It was it was so boomer bust. Whatever facing that full court pressure, and that is one thing too that like, just in general about watching these games, so much fun watching the desperate team just press their way and watching the other team like tighten up towards the end. Like North Carolina, my God, they did not know how to inbound the freaking basketball, and they kept passing it to that Price guy. Who had, he did not want to touch the ball, and in Memphis, it was all their point guard was the only guy who wanted to dribble it. Uh, like he was going to have the ball, dribble it a thousand times. They would pass it to some of the really tall guys who would just like take one dribble and then just try to pass it right back to him. It was such a silly, silly way to try to break the pressure, but it made it exciting to watch. I, I love watching just like a collapse happening in real time. It's like driving by a car wreck. You just cannot look away. Same in basketball when a team is just un unraveling in front of your eyes. Uh, always enjoyable. Justin, have you noticed more missed free throws this NCAA tournament? I don't. I don't. I don't know that I can definitively say there's been more missed free throws, but there has been a hell of a lot of missed free throws. And and I, uh, normally it's it in, it includes the games that I have some money on and I need it to go one way or the other and then that team will subsequently miss free throws to screw me from the line like Michigan State yesterday had Michigan State eight and a half they would have just hit some free throws they would have covered eight and a half easily yeah so you oh, that was that was dangerous that was too because it was a tie that game with like four minutes and then Duke goes on like a fifteen four run in the game so pissed I you you kind of you you. I'm going to bring up a different point, but you you kind of spoiled one of my things. Uh, but you're right. You 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 were spot right. You were spot on. I think that this would be easy to prove one way or another, just about the amount of you know, free throw percentages in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. But I've got this theory, and maybe it's not just more missed free throws. Maybe it's more missed clutch free throws or free throws in pressure yeah. situations. I have a theory that the pandemic has played a role on making players more nervous and some people are thriving in it like they they you know they step up to the stage it doesn't bother them as much but i'm just like seeing that unc game the end of it with baylor we're, we're having people look like they've never played basketball before and you're having people go up to the free throw line and not only miss in kentucky unfortunately was was part of this as well not only miss free throws but just miss free throws horribly I just wonder if after not playing in pressure-packed games with a rowdy crowd for like two years, maybe three, you know, uh, de depending on when these people, some of these people maybe have been back in high school before the pandemic was a thing. But not having those tense moments with just arenas where you could, I mean, we've all been in arenas like that where you know like, hey, this free throw is going to make everything all right. This free throw is going to make everything bad, and you can just feel it throughout the entire atmosphere. They've gone a couple of years without that, and I think some players are just showing that 
they're not used to it. They can't handle it. It's something different to them. And you think back to the NCAA tournament last year and why it was so weird and you had Oregon State make this crazy run and UCLA, which was a pretty solid team, but they made this crazy run. And you think back like, oh, they were playing in front of 40 people in, in the stands. It was, it was empty arenas where now it's super pressure-packed. And I do. I think that's played a role in some of these tight game, end-of-game situations. But on the flip side, Justin, I think maybe I've noticed it more just because Roush, I've never had more NCAA tournament squares, and each free throw can just be oh, so man. important at the end of the game, yeah. whether good or bad. You know, if you like miss one, it keeps it on your score, and you're super happy about it. Or if you make one, and it changes it to your score. Uh, the 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 tournament squares has been a real treat it's, for me. And I think I've noticed free throws a lot more because of squares. I, I'm I I love it, um, but like you said, there's so many times it's like, damn it, could you just Go, come on, just make a free throw. Like, I I had three in the second round that were a point off. Like, just like, guys, come on, just make your stupid shots. Uh, but I did win my money back in one. So, um, at least, at least there's that. But I, uh, I, I would say shout out to, uh, shout out to who was it that covered by a half point yesterday? Oh, man. Cause there, there were some bad beats out there. The Cal State Fullerton beat was, uh, just is bad. Like all Duke had to do was just not shoot a shot, but instead they dunked it and it gave the ball back to Cal State Fullerton. They were not going to be bad sports. They had to let Fullerton dunk it and that covered with like, you know, an 18 point like that. That blew a lot of blew up, busted up a lot of parlays. That that was a brutal one. Uh, Lots of those. Over that was the a weird situation. Yeah, yeah I, I made my money back on squares after the first two rounds. So now anything, nice. any other squares hit in the sweet in both. I'm in two different little square leagues and made my money back in the first round in, in Bofa. And if so, any other a future square hit in either one, just gravy, baby. I've oh, only got 30 percent of mine. Was it? Yeah, I've only yeah, got 30 percent of mine back, TJ. So congrats. Oh. Hey, but uh, all it takes is just winning that big one. You know, oh, winning I'm the winning final the championship. Four the championship yep. one. That's my those goal. Are, those are the ones that that matter the most. Uh, what matters the most when you start your week is getting some fresh coffee and you to really get you going. Thornton's has the best. You'll go in there. You'll also notice some donuts, fresh fruit, breakfast sandwiches, breakfast burritos. If you're hungry, if you just feel like you need something in the body to get your week going, right? Thornton's, check it out. There's one on every corner. They're clean. The staff is friendly. The food is fresh. Pop in today, and it's cheaper than just rolling through a fast food restaurant somewhere as well. So, And it'll give you more options. You get to pick and choose. You don't know what they're doing behind closed doors at your, at your favorite rest, fast food restaurant. At Thornton's, it's out there. You see it. They'll sometimes they'll make it in front of you as well. And uh, and then again, you can you, you want some fruit, you get to pick what banana you want. That apple's got a bruise on it, then don't take it. Pick the other one. You can do all that at Thornton's this morning on your way into the office. Roush, did you watch any or keep up any with the Sweet 16? Uh just just kept up enough from afar. Uh, a few of sure. my a few of my WALKs over the weekend uh, just randomly turned it on the big X, and what do you know? Sweet 16 coverage. So I, I do want to talk a little bit about that as well. We are well behind in the Thornton's text line. We're going to try to make it up. 
That's our goal. That's our plan. So we'll do that. And there are, and we got football to talk about as well. So there's plenty of quick hitters. We got to talk about rosters and UK and all that. And we got some news with that. And John Calipari, I'm sure we'll get into all of that. We got a long way to go on this KRC. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kane. I can roll call. Kentucky Roll Call. Come out, Virginia, don't let me wait. You Catholic girls start much too late. All the sooner or later, it comes down to fate. I might as well be the one. Well, they showed you a statue, told you to pray. They built you a temple and locked you away. Ah, oh, but they never told you. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. It's a new week. Not maybe as much to look forward to as previous weeks, but the weather. You do have Ooh, the weather. Spring. Always enjoyable. And if you've got yourself some... Cornbread Hemp, they sponsor our podcast. Replay of Kentucky Roll Call goes 9 to 11 on Big Exports Radio, but you can get the podcast anywhere and everywhere. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call and Cornbread Hemp, Roush. It, it makes everything a little bit better, doesn't it? It really does. Um, it can't make the loss go away, but it can make you make you feel better. So go to cornbreadhemp.com. You use the promo code Big X. You'll get 30% off their all-natural CBD products. It would go a long way helping my, my lower backache this morning. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I need a refill, too. So, going to have to visit cornbreadhemp.com later today. Promo code Big X, 30% off at checkout. Yep, that 30% helps. It goes a long way. Shout out to George Rogers Clark. Yep, the GRC got the big WIN, taking home the state title. Saturday night, big big congrats, big shout out. Their their semifinal game was nutty. Uh, ended up going into two overtimes before they had to win. Did you see the shot that Lincoln County hit to force the second overtime? I did. I was listening to that live as it was going on. Uh, wild. I mean, just an absolute wild game. It's crazy to think that like they're talking about these games, and it's not unrare to hear like an eighth grader or freshman mention, but even. You're talking about a Sweet 16, one of two states in the entire country that only have one state champion. Uh, Indiana, not nearly as good as a high school basketball tournament as the one that Kentucky puts on, which stinks because I'm told that they really care about high school basketball in Indiana. Um, I guess they don't, supposedly. Mm -hmm. But you'll you'll hear about like these big moments to be a state champion. You'll have like a sophomore up at the free throw line, and I just I think back to when I was a sophomore in high school, Roush, and it's like I wouldn't be ready for that. Having ten thousand people at Rupp Arena just going absolutely wild, and 
they go up there and I was listening at times they, you know, you'd have clutch free throws, just go, not go in. You'd have other people go up there and have ice in their veins and knock it down. Like it was nothing, but a lot of free throws kept the door open for both teams in that game. So I didn't get to see the final shot, but I heard it Roush. Oh man. It was a bank shot from about 18 foot top of the key that it wasn't just a clean bank. It like banked off the glass and then hit the rim pretty much every spot of it before rolling in. I mean, one of those is like, holy crap, how did that go in? <laughs> it, was a wild, it was a wild tournament. They played in a lot of close games. I still think it's the dumbest thing in the world that you play the semifinals Saturday morning and then you come back later that night and make them play. Uh, George Rogers Clark was in like close game after close game. I'm not sure how they had the legs for it, but they found a way to get it done. They only had lost one game on the season and played in several, several close ones, including several at Rupp Arena. But they come away as your state champs. Big, big for the city of Winchester, Roush. Uh, yeah, no more Sinchester. It's just W I N, the big Winchester. Where is they in the final? Uh, who was it? Not Lincoln it was, County. They beat them in the semifinal. Bowling Green, right? No, it wasn't or Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. Warren, it was it Warren? No, Warren. yeah, it Warren I got, Central? I got, I, I got my okay. teams mixed up from Bowling Green. Yes, I War believe it was Warren Central. Warren Central, yeah. gotcha. But that's cool. I mean, that's the thing I love about. Like, I was just kind of rooting for what areas I thought was were most rural in the state chain. Like, how how big is Lincoln County High School? It probably ends up it's like huge because it's only the only high school maybe in the county or something. But like, Lincoln, it's hilarious to me that I mean, it's not hilarious to me. It's cool to me that Lincoln County could nearly go win a state championship. And even it's not like Winchester's the mecca of sports in the state of Kentucky. Justin, do you know where Winchester is? I know where Winchester 10 Fieldville is. Oh, Mr. Deeds. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was really hoping you would pick up on that. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, I did. Don't worry. Is it right next to Dr. Pepper sauce? Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Pepper was. <laughs> Underrated Adam Sandler movie. Uh, yes. It's just outside of Lexington, not too yeah, far. Clark County. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lincoln County. That one is a little bit more like because it's not near any major highways or anything. It's kind of off the beaten path. Uh, that is my my Lincoln County. I only know heartbreak because we actually played in a basketball tournament there when I was in I don't know fifth grade or something, and that was when Kentucky lost to UAB in the second round. Is number oh. one. Over. Squeaky Johnson, huh? Yeah, God. we got squeaky. We were listening to it on the way home. Uh, and it was so funny. My mom the other day, she's like, "Of all the years we've been married, the one thing that just uh, we we've got to deal with is Kentucky and the NCAA tournament. If they lose, your dad, and you just you just can't even deal with them." <laughs> well, it's probably similar to how my my wife feels I, I i weirdly was in a hotel watching that uab game way back when i don't remember where i was or why i was in a hotel uh but i want to say i was like doing an aau basketball tournament and i i hardly ever did aau basketball tournaments but yeah that game stung it, all of them they all just come back to you the, the, the yeah. tournament losses and certainly thursday i guess like the surprise factor of it like at least i didn't go into the like at least i wasn't anxious and nervous all day so I get right, it, right. almost just like you died suddenly and like unexpectedly. So I think there's like a little bit of peace to that. Uh, but and the there wasn't even like a big like who who was having a big watch party for for you know what I mean like exactly. it was it was a relaxed watch. Yeah, 
it almost just feels like we got invited to the big dance and then we actually like read the invitation and there was an asterisk next to it. It was like, yeah. you don't actually get to celebrate the big we dance. Did, we probably. didn't even get past the pregame. We had too many BL nubs. You know? Oh, they, uh -huh. they mixed up they mixed up Indiana Kentucky's or, or invitations this year. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Text into the Thornton Stacks line 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. It was cool on the high school Sweet 16 broadcast here in Carl Nathy be the sideline reporter. He was awesome. Oh, yeah, I forgot that he that's what he uh that's one of his gigs. He does the sideline reporting. He's so he's always just so positive and he's so like He's just, it's such old school radio. He'll be like, I went to the huddle and with a stern look on his face, he said how the defense couldn't crack at a time like this, but with just the slightest smirk, he said he trusted his boys. Back to you two. It was like, oh my gosh, that's just so amazing. Like, oh, you're so good, Carl Nathy. Did you, did, did it, Justin, did you have it on the big X at all this weekend to hear any of the broadcasts? No, I didn't, I didn't hear any of the. Carl made the broadcast easily my favorite part the play-by-play -play guy great voice and I think ultimately did a solid job but sometimes we kind of forget that like hey it's radio like we can't see you know he or he'd just be like they get the rebound and be like well who's they I don't know who they are like tell me which team it is and then uh, like during the exciting conclusion of that GRC semifinal game he'd be like they get the rebound they go down the shot it's like, well, the shot from where is it? Like a, a three wins it, a two ties it. Like, what? Where are we at? You just gotta remember some of the little details of that. But the real MVP, Carl Nathy, was amazing. But whoever the color guy was, was the, the the color commentary. I'm guessing this gentleman Roush was probably in his late 70s, maybe early 80s. He has yeah. seen, I think, every Kentucky high school basketball Sweet 16 that has been at Rupp Arena, and he, it was just. Uh, that it was super old school coverage too. Just like, well, you know, it was too much one on one there. It's, you it's bound to be a turnover. And just the 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 most like generic but true yeah. commentary period uh, was was amazing. Sweet sixteen really is cool, and I don't see if Reed Shepard's back back next year. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of hoopla around it as there always is, anyways. So. Uh, again, congrats to all the teams that made it. It's the sweetest basketball tournament in all the land. And GRC brings home the championship this year. So good stuff all around. Great stuff. Um, you didn't get Carl Nathy on Cameo. <laughs> I did uh, I did enjoy like a few times in the car over the weekend having like Westwood One's NCAA tournament coverage on. When those guys, the really good guys, uh, Scoots, I don't know if you've ever tried to get in that zone. Wherever, like, and they almost sound like an auctioneer, and they're getting everything right. Pump fast, pigs, dribbles. Like, I, I don't know how some of those guys do it. I'm just, I'm so amazed every time when they really get into that zone. Kevin Harlan's really good at doing that, but like, it, it is a, it is a sight to behold whenever they those play by play guys get in the zone during a, a fast sequence of events. I've I've been there. I've I've had to do that. I mean, especially at the high school basketball level, it's so crazy and unpredictable that you know, one minute you're on one side of the floor, next minute you're on the other side. Of the, yeah, you, you just got to adjust. Speaking of Kevin Harlan, though, did you all see the moment he had this weekend where he pulled out his signature razzle dazzle call, and his uh his color guy was like, "Oh, I was I've been waiting on a razzle dazzle," and Harlan goes, first one of the tournament." 
Did y'all see that? That was awesome. <laughs> I did not see that. That sounds amazing. Uh, and he's with, uh, I think it's Reggie Miller and Dan Bonner, maybe, is their, their yeah. broadcast mm-hmm. team. I like theirs. Jim Spinarkle. My God, that guy. Just give, put, take him to Siberia. God, Man, I cannot did he, stand did he break up with you at an outback or something? He's just such <laughs> he's the worst dookie, man. He cannot he, he hate this dude. God, I can't stand him. I've never even like his like smart ass snarky remark at like North like good for them for North Carolina. It's like, dude, you don't have to be a Duke jerk all the time. Like the smugness, it's just you can chew on it. It's so thick. Oh well, man. Remember, Justin, don't bring up Spinarkle around this guy. Mm. I'm kidding. I don't think about, he's that what? bad, if we're being honest. No, I mean, I don't. I don't enjoy him, but I, there's like a million commentators I don't enjoy. So it, he's he doesn't stick out. He doesn't stick out to me on the list. Uh, any idea where we would even be at on the text line? <laughs> I have a last unread, but I don't really um, – I don't recognize the one ahead of it because we were some – like. We have like with some of these. Oh man, who that cats fan? Just like oh yeah, a lot of I had I had one buddy too who like I'm trying to watch the games Friday. I'm at a, a cousin's. We got kids running around and dogs and all sorts of stuff. I'm just trying to like drink some beer and watch some basketball. And he's texting me novellas, just bitching about Cal. It's like, dude, I'm not going. Like, you're going to change my mind that like Cal is the worst? Like, no, sorry. So yeah, not, not, uh, I, I've, I've thought a lot about all the Cal stuff this this weekend and like brain has kind of gone back and forth on how I think things are going to play out. And I, I eventually have settled my but, but there was it was a interesting weekend in terms of like gut feelings, what I think is going to happen, what should happen and all that sort of all that sort of stuff. Um yeah, people were just losing their minds all weekend, which was to be expected. The Let's the see. the overarching theme I have for anybody that has like a fire cal take, it's only just because you're mad right now. You don't like you can't honestly tell me that there's another coach out there you think would be better for this job right now. You just can't. There's not there's not even like a a fart in the wind that I would consider as like some sort of riser that would be a great fit for Kentucky. I have I just don't like what are you going to hire Musselman? Like, you really think Eric Musselman's going to be better at doing this job than John Calipari right now? I mean, like, I just there's just not there's not some sort of hot shot that I would even think would be worth it. So, like, why are you even entertaining the idea if your next best option out there is Eric freaking Musselman? It, it, it's it's again, I am as frustrated as anybody with Thursday. NCAA tournament, Kentucky basketball, just like it means so much to you, most likely if you're listening to this radio show, it means the exact same for me. I, I we're all we're all in this together, and I think at the end of the day, everybody just wants to see Kentucky win and and be dominant in in the process of the wins. And I, if you think that there's somebody else out there better for the job, that's the thing that the Cal haters don't do, Roush. They don't mention yeah. names. They don't mention names because it puts them in a pretty tough spot. But that is something that needs to be discussed, and that's something that needs to be talked about, is if you are wanting to move in a different direction, which will not happen, first and foremost. And and I think everybody's kind of come around to that to some degree, is that they know they're just yelling into the void, and I think it makes some of those people even matter. You have to have a name of who you think would come in here and do better. And not only do you need a name, we need to talk about if it's likely they would 
take the job. And then not only that, this is the third part. You, you can yeah. never even make it to this part with the Cal haters, Roush, so it doesn't really even matter. The third part is, for this new name, for this new person that would definitively take the job, how long you giving them? How long you giving them? Do they have to go to a Final Four? Do they need to win an SEC champion? Like, what What are you, What are your parameters? Like, let's just get out in front of it. And if you at any point during this whole thing say, well, that's not for me to decide. I just know that there needs to be a change. No, you don't. You're just a child, and you're upset, and you're having a tough time figuring out how dealing with your emotions. And ultimately, that's what so much of this comes back with. Can you imagine half these fans, Roush, throughout, like, the – 60s and 70s where coaches would have like 20 years and it didn't matter if they had like four consecutive bad years. It was just like, right. well, you're the basketball coach. You were the coach here to coach basketball. John Calipari. Yeah, we're going to make you the AD when you retire. Yeah. John Calipari is Kentucky's basketball coach. Yeah. Who's going to get Bruce Earl? He, he, he lost too. Like, yeah, exactly. Inexcusable yeah. loss, but name a, name a big time coach that doesn't have a bad tournament loss. He also cannot. Can I also add this to TJ? I don't want Cal to go before Mitch goes. I don't want Mitch Barnhart hire. Like I, I like Mitch Barnhart. He's a great guy. But like, is he really going to hire his like? Would it be third basketball coach? And this will sound bad for Mitch as well. But like, on top of that, not that I wouldn't have trust in Mitch potentially making a good hire. He could, but just with the way college basketball in the nil is going. I don't need Goody Two Shoes Barnhart making this. No, up. it may like, need. No, nobody cares about cheaters anymore. Like you got to play loose and fast, man. Like because no, nobody cares. Xavier, the, the era of giving a damn is gone. Xavier was like, "Hey, Pittsburgh's gonna fire Capel after this year, and they're just gonna hire Sean Miller." Do you? They're like, "Let's just do it now. Let's just get him in before they do." It. Uh, but he's gonna have like a crazy show cost. We don't care. We don't care. And, and totally agree with you. That's something else people need to remember. Is that like even yeah. if you don't like Cal and you think there's a better option out there, is Mitch going to make that hire? No. Is he going to make? Well, he made the Cal hire after passing on it one time and basically yeah, needed Billy Gillespie. He needed like, a disaster. I mean, the, seriously, the donors almost strong armed him into like you're hiring Calipari because he's going to get the best players in here tomorrow. So you're making this hire. You may not like him. You may think he's a dirty, no good cheat. You're hiring him. And he was forced into the Calipari hire. And that's just that's just the truth. Could he be forced into another kind of questionable hire? He could, maybe. I doubt it. But the reason he was forced to hire Calipari is still the same reason you want Calipari for next year is because you're always going to feel like you got a chance going into the season. And I promise UK fans, you may hate Calipari. You may think he's a terrible in-game coach. You may think he's lost a step in roster management. You may always think he's been overrated a coach. All these things can be true. But you always go into a season with him as the head coach thinking you've got a chance. And I promise you the day that that changes, think back to the end of the Tubby era and think to the entire Billy Gillespie era. There's only two years, but both of them. You knew at best with those teams, eh, maybe the second weekend. And that was overly optimistic. That was insane. And that was in December that you were thinking that. And in January, it didn't get any better. You knew the ceiling on the teams were so low, you were just begging for a tournament win or two. And I know that we would have done – hell, we didn't get any tournament wins this year. We didn't get any last year. I know that we are – we're getting to the point where we love making fun of programs, but the finger's coming back to us a little bit. All mm -hmm. that being said, you want to feel like you've got a chance. 
Everybody nationally picked Kentucky to go to the Final Four this year. Yeah. I want that again next year. I want to be in the thick of the SEC race. I want to be thick of the number one seed race. That's why you don't make this change. And that's why you keep Calipari around. Will he do some coaching decisions that are frustrating? Will he say some cliche things in a press conference? Oh, I can't believe he's doing the same stuff he's done for 13 years and really probably his entire coaching career. I'm annoyed. Yeah, it gets annoying when you're not winning as much. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, we all know this is the head coach that's going to put us in a position to be top five or top ten. And isn't that what we want anyways? When you want to bring in a new coach, what are you going to ask him to do? Well, I just want to I want to be a number one seed. Well, Kentucky was the the the, the second left team out, or the yeah, the second they were the six. They were just one, they were two spots away from the one seed. They were a Tennessee win in the SEC tournament away from getting the one seed. We know it's all right there. It's the NCAA tournament. That's the way these things work. Uh, I want to go to a break, come back and do text in the second hour, but either one of you two want to add something to take us out, please feel free. Justin? I think I'm good. No, I, I was gonna. To. I, I was gonna tell you that I'm pretty sure we start on John's text. I, I think oh, we right. left off the one above John's text. I'm not sure exactly where that is. Is that uh, way we'll up. That in the break. Just yeah. keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, it. I, got I, made it. I got the big blue Drew one, but I don't know how far down from that one I need to go. <laughs> So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call is coming up next on the Big X, and it's going to be nothing but rapid-fire text for hour number two, dating back from, uh, well, from, from Friday. But we'll move Long past those. There's a lot of good ones from the weekend uh, that I'm looking forward to, and even, obviously, the ones throughout from today. So we'll get to it. This is KRC on Big X. Oh, hour two. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Keep the text coming in. The Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And remember, if you're a refreshing rewards member at Thornton's, you can save three cents each and every time you go to the pump. Just punch in your number, scan your card, save money each and every time you go to Thornton's. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. All right, uh, UK back from spring break this week, Roush. So spring practice picks right mm-hmm. back on up. Yep, uh, started today. They they're not having a media uh, deal after practice, so uh, this is just football. Um, and then we'll get Tuesday and Thursday they'll have media ops, so we'll actually be able to hear from the football team after those two days. But yes, they're back in action uh, and got a big time recruit visiting today. Tyler Steen, the offensive tackle transfer from Vanderbilt. So cats, uh, it, it, it felt like they they pressed pause. Well, because they did press pause for a week, but uh, they had a little bit longer break than normal and uh, getting back at it this week. Well, hopefully you don't let uh, 
him leave campus, maybe without a commitment, huge position of need. And Kentucky, not the only school that realizes that. And hopefully they can that, – that's, I think, what UK fans are going to focus their attention on because the world of sports, yeah, not ideal. Mm, the back cap no. swept because it's SEC play, so probably going to sadly be more of that as much as we wish we had a relief from sports and you could just watch some baseball. Unfortunately, probably not going to be a great SEC season for UK. Women's team upset. Stop me if you've heard that before. So they're out of the tournament. And, uh, yeah, softball, yeah, I think. I, okay. the, the softball team did get – they stole one from Alabama down there in that series. But I could have – you could have given me all of King Solomon's gold and I could have told you that UK was losing to Princeton in that first-round game. Princeton was a top-25 team in an 11 seed. Like, what? How does that's that – That's pretty wild. Yeah, they only lost four games all year. And they were, they were money against the Cats who had a hell of a run, but you take two weeks off. Hard to refine that magic, and um, it stinks. Ryan Howard career's over. She uh, she did pass Dan Issel, so she's number two behind Valerie Still in all time points scored with two thousand two hundred ninety. Her career comes to an end. Uh, only two NCAA tournament wins though. So as fun as that SEC tournament run was, stinks that it just came to a screeching halt that fast uh, in Bloomington on Saturday. Yeah, more didn't SEC- have to lose to the Hoosiers. More SEC tournament wins during that run than NCAA. Twice as many SEC tournament wins yeah. during that run than combined tournament wins. All right, what what what's your take on Kyra Elsie? Where are you at with with her leading the women's basketball program? Um, fine. I mean, they they, they went on a heck of a run, but it's not like that. That's like a, okay, you bought me for another year or two, but. Then we'll see what happens. Because I know, I think she uh, had to, my read on having to suspend a bunch of players and stuff like that this year is that when she initially took over in kind of, I mean, it was right before the season that she had to kind of be like Matthew Mitchell in a way. And that this year was finally her putting her foot down and saying, damn it, these are my expectations. This is how we're doing things. And she's, I mean, Drayana Edwards got suspended multiple times. I mean, there was a like there was a couple different instances where that happened. So um, she got to be her own coach this go around, and it w- didn't work for a while. But they went on a heck of a run and ended up paying off. So yeah, I, I'll be. Um, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Let's let's just keep on playing, waiting to see. I'm not. The verdict is still out, um, and she gets plenty of time to earn it thanks to one heck of a run in the SEC tournament this year. Yeah, I think the run gives her mostly a, a free pass for next year where things could be just average or not great, and I still think you'd probably have to give her another year just because when you make history winning an SEC tournament like that, that carries some weight. But I still – I'd like to see a little bit more consistency from the women's program. That run was awesome. That's great. Now you're losing one of the best players in program history – be more consistent and but but that that the SEC tournament run regardless of what happens even with the upset loss in the first round you 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 bought yourself a free year as far as I'm concerned so I was just kind of wondering where you were at with that and uh, I know people aren't overly passionate one way or another about it but uh yeah free year for winning the SEC tournament that seems more than fair for me all right do we want to try to get back to this text line I still never really figured out exactly where John was but um, I think I've got it. Um, I'm really sorry you guys have to do this today. This is embarrassing. Uh, so we're doing it two days. 
Um, thanks, Texter. Uh, John here. Good morning, though. Okay, I feel like 70% of myself believes there should be at least a conversation with Cal, and he should be on some sort of hot seat, or maybe even go. But 30% of myself is like, we've had some great years here, and there are, and here and there, but the school should not pay my $9 million a year for here and there. And as fans that help pay the $9 million, we don't want that either. I don't want to become a Syracuse and Jim Bayham situation or a Tom Izzo and Michigan State situation. So who could we give a shot to if we let Cal go? I don't know. Kentucky has ties with Mark Pope, who is at PYU. Do you find someone in the NBA? Would Billy Donovan leave the Bulls? I'm not sure, guys. I don't know. I just think the conversation should start happening, and the seat should be a little warm, if not hot. Well, TGIF, have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. And I think John kind of proves the point that we made previously about, like, yeah, there's just not a lot out there. And like, are you going to call Billy Donovan for a third time? Like, no. No. He's not dealing with that. And I mean, also, if, you, if you replace John Calipari with Mark Pope, this program will deserve everything that will come its way. Yeah. And that's no uh, disrespect uh, to Mark Pope, but, you know, did BYU, BYU didn't even make the tournament. Uh, even though you're. $9 million a year, that's like 80% of that's coming from JMI. So, yeah. like, wow, who cares? Everybody always JMI. brings up the $9 million a year thing. Um, oh, lifetime contract. It's like, no, it's not. Like, it's not. I What I would like to see is Cal actually get fired, but have to fulfill his role as university ambassador. So, Ooh. he gets fired, but the lifetime deal means he still has the gig as university ambassador. So he just like UK is like, sorry, John, times are tough. We're going to need to actually put you to work in that ambassador role. And he's like, well, what do I even have to do? And they just like let him walk around campus and he has to like sign autographs and take pictures like from nine to five, Monday through Friday. That's that's the school ambassador role and the lifetime deal. Nobody really knows what that is. So I'm just going to have to make it up. <laughs> he just floats around campus. Has Even like people that don't want pictures, he's got to go up and be like, I'm coach John Calipari. Would you like a picture? And people have to be like, John, sorry, we already got one yesterday, man. We get move on, get out of here. <laughs> He's just at the student center shaking hands with welcome to UK. A table of freshmen's like, here, here comes Coach Cal. Everybody, hey, Coach Cal, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, we already got pictures and autographs yesterday. That, that okay, you have a good day too, sir. Oh my gosh, there he goes, there he goes again. Oh, he's not getting fired, folks. All right, it'll be all right. We'll all get over it. I've defended Cal for the last few years like crazy on Twitter, but I'll change sides if Sharp doesn't come back. You can't waste a postseason when guards play like crap and have top 10 NBA pick and guards sitting on the bench. If Sharp doesn't come back, it was Cal who protected his draft status over this March Madness run. Dot, dot, yeah. dot, 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 so, dot, and that's, dot. that's the worst part about this situation is that Cal's going to get all the blame for it, but like, I don't think Cal had like I think Cal probably wanted to make that hat like once he realized like oh crap I've got to take this guy now I think Cal wanted to play him and then Sharp was in his camp were just like eh we're good yeah I think that's exactly what I think UK was surprised by this which you can say that's not a good look and that's fine I would agree with you to some degree like not knowing that you're bringing this kid in with like you should have known this stuff was going to potentially happen. But I totally agree with you once it once everything came to light, like, hey, he can leave after this year, which means do we play He's him now? To. And the Sharp Camp just said no. And what's Cal going to do? Like, okay, then we're kicking you out of the university. Well, that's going to look great. That, that's going to make yeah, great headlines. Yeah. That's going to be great for future recruits. Um, 
I will say though, like it's got it's gonna they're gonna get they're gonna get pummeled if Sharp leaves. And I I'm not gonna go out of my way to defend Cal on it. Like I think there's things worth defending Cal on, and obviously everybody knows that I'm a Calipari fan. But that would be a pretty poorly managed situation, and people are going to lose their minds with it. And it's going to happen. Like, Sharp's not – I don't anticipate yeah. him being back. Hope to be wrong on that. It would be amazing if I was. But it just uh, – if Sharp passes up top ten money, he'll he'll be almost alone in the uniqueness of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, go pro, dude. There's now, that being said – what Calipari's got to do is, and we said this this year too, and to some mixed mixed results, just win, just win, win, dominate, make a make a roster that's so scary good that even the biggest Cal haters just kind of have to shut up and say, well, I'll I'll start moaning and groaning when the losses if we lose during the season because they you if you're a Cal hater and you're listening, you know you will, so that's fine. But if you just build a roster that's so stupid good for next season. Then what are people going to do? They're going to have to shut up. They're going to have to shut up until at least the season starts. So if I'm mm-hmm. Calipari, <laughs> I'm pulling out all the strings I have, and I know this goes against his mo. But I'm going to Sharp, and I'm making a presentation about why if you come back, you're going to be the number one pick, and you'll actually make more money, and then with the nil and stuff. I, I'm I'm recruiting Sharp big time. Yeah. I'm going to Oscar, and I'm recruiting Oscar big time, and that's going to be like tough conversations and whatnot. I know Cal never does any of this, but if you want people to shut up for a little bit, and you want to give yourself a little bit of leeway this summer, just make a ro- make a 15 roster, make a roster that's just like oh, that's so draw droppingly good, people have yeah. no choice but just to shut the hell up and do that. You've done it before, go do it again. Uh, ooh, a texture says, I think we really need to ask ourselves if Kenny Payne really won all of those games. We have not won a tournament game since he left. Well, you know, let, um, the U, let the U of L fans think that's like an awesome, sick burn and like act, just act act mad about that. Like anytime you hear a U of L fan do that, be like, no, of course, you know, just like fight back intensely because they think that's like a, a really sweet burn. I say we just let them have it. Yeah, it also like, um, like when they thought the L1C4 was cool too. I mean, isn't this the first? I mean, Kenny Payne was only gone for two years, folks. Like he was, he was on that 2020 coaching staff, right? That was on the yeah. that COVID canceled it. Yeah, remember they were really good. Yeah, uh, well, but it does. It, right. it annoys me though. It actually makes me trigger when they say that. I'm like, oh, you sons of. Argh. No, but you're, you you're like you're like the target audience that. Yeah, you. That's the it's the. It's, it's the dumbest thing in the world, but I, I think you need to let them have it because they think it's actually really sweet. But then you get people like Roush being like, no, it actually does bother me. That's it's the dumbest. Kenny, an assistant coach won <laughs> for UK. Especially, especially like Cal, who's the most like, there's also a take two that Cal needs new assistants, which is like, guys, Cal is like that. He got new assistants last year. We already did this. Uh, and also they aren't co- like Cal coaches the game. Uh, I was watching that, uh, that bracket show or whatever. Uh, when it came out on Selection Sunday. And I think it was Greenberg who was talking about, like, the assistants do things, but when it's practice time, Cal's running that practice. He's coaching that practice. This is – like, he's not all of a sudden just, like, going to pass off and have some offensive coordinator come in and him – like, give me a freaking break. Yeah, and then we're back to, like, the, the team was destined to fail because the offense was so bad. That same offense that lit up one of the best defenses in the country <laughs> in Tennessee for 100 and – Whatever point, oh, it was totally Kansas. 
Yeah, it was destroyed them. Yeah, like shocker when UK made shots, it looked good. When they didn't make shots, like any other team in college basketball, it didn't look great. And yes, blame goes on Calipari. Why couldn't you get more open shots against the St. Peters? I will agree with that. But that alone, that sentence in its own right, isn't enough to fire Hall of Fame head coach Goobers. Come on, come on. A texter says, Indiana Tim here, guards got bullied. Mintz and Grady just can't guard the dribble. Wheeler's 5'2", no real shot blocker to clean up. Guys just played soft, not knocking these young men, just the facts. Have to have a better way to get the ball inside. Come on, Cal, call a timeout. Yeah, I should have called a timeout there on that last possession. Terrible last possession, but the good news was there's a lot of other really bad last possessions later in the weekend of the NCAA tournament, so maybe some people are – Maybe some people forgot about that, but I do. I I, I love Mintz and Grady and appreciate everything they did for Kentucky. Just and you wish you not handled physicality. But yeah, I'll be I'll be anxious for Calipari to get some of those badass perimeter defenders again. And Casey Wallace is one of those guys coming in, so that's good. And I just want not only defenders. I just want some tough guards that can handle a little bit of contact. And okay, you're gonna put your you're gonna overplay me. Then you're getting a shoulder right into your chest. And I'm bulldozing right through you. Uh, Cal's had guards like that in the past. He didn't. Wheeler, uh, weirdly enough, was the closest thing to that on this year's team. But Ty Ty didn't like contact. Grady didn't like contact. Mintz didn't like contact. And you got to have some guards that are going to be a little bit more physical. Agree with you, Indiana, Tim. Good text. I will say there was, um, even though it did kind of annoy me um, the way that he described the last play, but Sam Gormley over at KSR did the numbers on the success of Cal calling a timeout or not. And uh, in general, generally speaking, and every time that he's called a timeout during the era at UK basketball, um, a made shot happens 43% of the time when not calling a timeout, 21% of the time when taking the timeout. Yeah, how about that? Interesting numbers to go with that whole thing. Um, I normally don't. Like, that's just damned. If That's just fan 101. If you do it and it doesn't work, then you shouldn't have. If you don't do it and it doesn't work, then you should have. That's like 2020. Yeah, and and there's so much of that going on after the end of the season. The only situation – like, the fact he had two, I'm all – you can all – if you leave a timeout in your back pocket and you always want to use the excuse, well, just in case something crazy happened, I needed that – I always think you could be wrong about it, but I think you have to at least accept that that rationale of like you just you never know what's going to happen. You just want one in case it's a worst case scenario. Somebody can't throw the ball inbound. Somebody gets trapped in a corner. You don't know. The fact you had two though, I, that's the only situation where it's like, man, this has been such a wonky game. The team's clearly nervous. They're clearly very tight. Why not just take a timeout? loosen them up and see if you have a set that you know will at least get an open shot or at least could maybe get you to the foul line or something like that. Instead, he trusted his guys, which he always does. And uh, I didn't love it in this instance, but it is. Like Roush said, it's uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty with these instances. But uh, credit, t- tip of the cap to Sam for not just uh, going with feelings and instead actually having some some stats to back something up. So good for him. A yeah, texture said yeah. this team – 42 waited- times total. So yeah, pretty wow. good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good no, no, uh, sample size. There. No kidding. This team would wait for the opponent to make an error to score inside instead of creating their own. The last third of the year, and that's from Steve. Yeah, there's truth to that. Just mm-hmm. different team once everybody came back, quote unquote, healthy. The thing I hate about this is that our program can't do anything about this situation. We're stuck with Cal's stupid lifetime contract. I said it back on this show that that was a mistake and UK basketball thrived before Cal and will after Cal. 
He's not bigger than the program. And now the way it is, we're stuck with him no matter what he does. We all say this for we we all say this loss is inexcusable, but he has all the excuses in the world. Nothing's going to change. Nobody will fire him. Media members will continue to carry Cal's water for him, rinse and repeat. That's from Moop. First off, media the, the hard thing to do right now is to support Cal in the media. It's much, <laughs> it's much easier to be anti-Cal right now. Are you kidding me, Moop? Yeah. And secondly, again. The lifetime contract. Who gives a damn about like that? You can fire him if you like, need to, but you don't need to. Exactly. Just look at it as like a five-year contract. He's not going to coach for, for much longer. That's what if you're the biggest Cal hater in the world and you feel like Mook and you feel like UK basketball is just stuck right now. He ain't gonna be coaching much longer. Five years, absolutely tops. I'd be. Yeah. I think he wants to get one more title and probably get out of here. Secondly, I think the goal is to get the DJ Wagner experience, and yeah. he's going all then, in to make that know, happen. They had the entire coaching staff there, and it needs to because you got, you got people like Frank Isola saying that, "Oh, Kenny Payne's going to get him." Like, uh, like need that that fire is going to be lit under his butt to make that happen and get one more awesome run in him because. Um, as the person kind of alluded to with Sharp earlier, and as Bobby said on Friday, like not having the elite guard to rely on in March, March is a guard's game, and Kentucky could not rely on their guards uh, down the stretch. It's pretty simple for me. There's no like inherent, like it's not like Calipari is my boy or anything like that. It's not like he feeds me scoop or I'm biased towards him because I have a personal relationship with him. The day that I will join the, the goobs, and will be anti-Cal is when we go into a preseason just knowing the team's going to suck. And honestly, I'll probably give Cal one of those, and then it'll be the second one where I'll say I'm done with it. But when you go into a – when you have six months to think about a season and you know it's going to be bad, and then the season happens and it's bad, that's what I can't do. That's where I just can't take it. Now, if you can trick me and I'm excited about something in the offseason for six months, and then, hell, you can trick me in the season and the team can actually be good and you can win big games. We all love the UNC beatdown and we love the Kansas beatdown and we love the Tennessee at home beatdown. If you can do that for me, fine by me. I'm, I'm smart enough to know in the NCAA tournament that one loss shouldn't dictate an entire, an entire season. We do it as Kentucky fans as a whole, but it's not a way to hire and fire coaches. It just tournament success by itself is not a way to hire and fire coaches. I will turn on Calipari when we go into a season knowing we don't have a chance. Yeah. And that's simple. I mean, that's, that's the bar for me. Even just like a month ago, you know, we, we thought this team was ready for a March a run. A week ago. I mean, a week ago, we were taking <laughs> Kentucky to the final four. And, 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 and that's also like the, just the nature of the tournament. Like, it, that you should never lose to St. Peter's. It, I mean, I'm saying it, it's inexcusable. Yeah. That being said, Kentucky's not the first program to be upset, and Calipari's not the first Hall of Fame coach to lose to a 15 seed, to lose to a high seed, and he's not the first national championship coach to to lose to a high seed either. It was so, just the first time that we had experienced it as Kentucky, and it came at a horrible time coming off such a terrible year last year. But yeah, like, yeah. What what if Brandon Knight's shot against Princeton doesn't go in, but Ty Ty's shot against St. Peter's does? Just yeah. it's the tournament, you know. Like yeah. it's the way we had that, a lot of good karma that went our way early on, <laughs> and now we've had a turd sandwich. I mean, we yeah. we talked about the lot. We rattled off the losses on Friday. It's gone the exact opposite way. So, if anything, maybe some of the, the the good mojo will come back to the Cats. But in reality, if you don't want to deal with mojo or not, get a dominant team. 
Next year, the Sweet 16 Elite Eight is in Louisville. No better way to exercise demons than UK being a one seed. They've never played a Sweet 16 and Elite Eight in Louisville. Only first and second round games, which they were one seeds for those games. Get back to being a one seed. Get your ass in Louisville for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Get that whole downtown area blue and then have 20,000 UK fans in that building when you punch your ticket to the Final Four for the first time since 2015. And we all shut up. Everybody shuts up and everything can be good again. And I'm excited about that when that happens. Let's take our last break. We got to do a better job on this text line. Yeah, yeah, we do. We'll try that when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export. Oh, okay. Jay Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We don't know where Hayes played last year, but I'm sure he did a hell of a job. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. And our buddy, Justin Kalen, is going to tell you about the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best deals in town. Under $25 a round, you get some of the best golf courses in the area. Chariot Run, Old Capital with Big Bill on the hill. Make sure you stop and get your Red Rockets. You've also got Jeffersonville Elks, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. Great great golf card. I've got one the last two or three years. It's just such a tremendous value. There's no better feeling than going to a golf course. They ask you to pay. You whip out that golf card, and you're mm. like, no, it's on the house today, boy. Yeah, you whip it out. You whip it out real good, and you say, here you go. I'll take a cart, and I'll take – well, I'm, I'm, I'm this, is, this is my payment. That's the card. So, you know, treat me good. And they do. They do. You'll love it. It saves you money. It makes a bad round feel a little bit, bit better if you just played if you played poorly, but you saved money. It feels like you're stealing a little bit. So check out the Big Exports Radio golf card. Go to BigExportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Limited supply. Let's keep at this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, texter says... This team stopped working hard on defense with steals and pressure defense. That's from Man. Steve. Yeah, they got beat too easily off the dribble too often, Steve. Yeah. Um, another text says, I'll do another year of Cal and Oscar. Of Cal, if Oscar and Sharp come back, and I love Cal. Man, well, I, I got to say, that's the biggest. If you, you, We got the news that Damian Collins, he's going to return. Glad to see he's not going to pop into the portal because I think he can be a talented player for the Cats down the stretch. Um, but the, the biggest thing to uh, – to get folks back on the wagon is if you get Oscar Sheboy to to announce he's returning. No, you get Oscar back. That's gonna everybody can kind of do an exhale. Love the Damian Collins news. I still out of the front court players. I want Toppin at, at the four. I want Toppin back more than more than Collins, more than Brooks, more than Hopkins. So he's and I, I'd expect him back. I wouldn't expect him to leave. But hey, if you've been following UK basketball long enough, you know that it's not a guarantee. So I'll be excited to hear that. And then obviously, yeah, if you get Oscar and Sharp, things start getting silly. But you got to have – John Calipari teams need to have a rim protector. They did not this year. 
and hopefully Collins can put on just a little bit of weight. It's crazy to think he's going to be like super big, so I, I wouldn't anticipate or expect that. But if he can put on a little bit a bit of weight, not get pushed around in the interior so much, boom, there's your rim protector. He's going to be really, really good. Bat. He's going to be an awesome basketball player one day. I just hope it's in a UK jersey when he starts to to click, and we'll see. Silver lining, Duke lost to Mercer in 14, won the national championship in 15. Hey, you got that? Yeah. Didn't we, uh, didn't we go through – or was that just me and my friends we were talking we, about all the teams that lost? And, oh, we the did next that. year they won the title. We did that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, again, you know, it all stunk. I'm I'm right there with anybody but that wants to vent or be mad. But big picture, I don't think things are nearly as bad as people want to make them out to be. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, too, uh, UK reportedly reached out to a guy in the transfer portal, Fardawas Amik, who – he was it was him and Oscar all year for the college basketball double double crown out at Utah Valley. So uh I, I don't know like I'm I'm not reading too much into that. Like, oh, they think Oscar's gonna go, so they're gonna get this guy. I think they're just doing their due diligence, but it is transfer portal season. Uh, you're gonna start seeing a lot more names in there, and we're gonna be playing this game for a few months. The stay or go game and the and also the transfer portal game. So that's just the the first of of many um in both categories. We we got to experience that over the weekend. Congrats to St. Peter's head coach, Shaheen Holloway, yeah. for joining his alma mater, Seton Hall, as the next head coach. Yeah, and uh, the funny thing about that too, TJ, is like it's it's so obvious that it's going to happen, but Kevin Willard even just like said it out loud. It's like, dude, you don't need to say it out loud. We all know it. Just let his team keep playing before he leaves them because he's definitely going back to Seton Hall. Willard to Maryland. The, um, the Willard to Maryland news is official as of right yes. now. So, that's uh, so Holloway definitely going back. That kind of stinks, like the timing of it all, just because you know Holloway wants to enjoy the Sweet 16. And hell, I mean, no offense, if they can beat Kentucky, they can give Purdue a good game. I'm still going to predict predict Purdue to win, but like if you can do that against UK and then they looked significantly better against Murray State, uh, mm -hmm. that's going to put a little bit of a damper on that run just because everybody in that locker room knows he's going there. But hell, maybe they do like a win one more for the Gipper situation. Right, right, right. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but, hey, uh, other coaching carousel news. Mississippi State, they found Ben Howland's replacement. They got the guy from New Mexico State, who I've never heard of. So, uh, I didn't congrats. Yep, yep, they hired him. Uh, no Chris way that'll Jans? backfire. But Chris Jans. Yeah, I don't yeah. know much about Chris Jans. Yeah, can't, can't make a determination one way or another. Uh, and then Florida got the dude from San Francisco. Yeah, gold, golden. Uh, a quote unquote modern offense coming to the SEC. So a lot, of, a lot of threes going to be shot by the Gators next year. Bring modern offense. Okay. It was it was funny that uh, for a second, South Carolina was kind of in a bidding war with Sean Miller and Xavier. It was like, really, you're going to go to South Carolina over going to your alma mater? Like, come on. Yeah, that is wild. Um. Yeah, but hey, SEC money, baby. All right, let's keep on this text line. Remember, Cal said last year was the revenge tour. LOL, what a clown. If you're going to talk, you can't talk. If you're going to talk the talk, you can't lose St. Peter's. No, definitely not a good idea to lose St. Peter's. You guys, UK has only played in one more NCAA tournament game than Louisville in the last three years and has won the same number as Louisville in the last three years. Like they used the last three years. Like, oh, yeah, that one that got canceled too that nobody played in. <laughs> 
really, if you're going the last three tournaments, that that those stats are not true. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kentucky's in the lead eight. Going the last three, sure. The uh, last three years, sure. Um, top that ever showed up. You can't win with no outside, no one scoring outside of Oscar. Yeah, Paul. Uh, who would have thought? But like the C.J. Frederick injury mattered. Oh man, people. Man, I forgot about C.J. Frederick. He's People forget be, about him. He's going to play yeah. a bigger role next year. Yeah. This, you know, it, we all thought like, well, if you had Frederick and Grady and Mintz, three-point shooting would never be an issue. But when it came to be, all right, you got to have Wheeler on the floor. And then Grady hasn't hit a three in two months. And Mintz is come or go. Well, then three-point shooting quickly right then and there kind of became an issue. So wouldn't imagine. I would ask everyone freaking out like Roush and the Matt Jones gang is who we get if time for cow to go and people were allowed to have thursday night and even friday and if you're still i'm, I'm still upset you're still allowed yeah. to be upset i just don't think the let's put all our energy and efforts towards getting a new head coach one it's wasted time and energy it's not going to happen and two it shouldn't happen uk again if you have a guy that can turn a roster into a top five top ten roster each and every year you, you keep that person around even if the marches have been underwhelming as of late, which I never thought would be the case in the Calipari era, but here we are. But still, let's let, let's get it together now. Mm -hmm. Ooh, we have some advice for you, TJ, um, from folks who sell tickets. CJ has sell tickets on SeatGeek often and never had to fill out anything for the IRS. Um, and another person says, though, the 1099 message is probably legit. I know Ticketmaster won't pay you for your ticket sales if you don't fill out the info, even if it's below 600. Had to for the Billy Strings concert. Uh, texture, yeah. So I, I ended up filling it out, seemed like it was no issue. But thank you all for letting me know. Texture sent in a picture of an L's down. A texture said, Well, guys, you still have Lucy and Duke. It ain't all bad. Scooch, be proud of IU still. Five games in seven days, and it showed. Yeah, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, we're we're fine, but it's March runs are, are the best around here, and everything felt a little different over the weekend. And it'll feel different until the tournament ends because Kentucky fans. We feel like we have this inherent right. If college basketball is being played, UK needs to be participating. And unfortunately, we're we're out. We're out until November, and that sucks. Cal can bring in Ross McMains. I think some of these are uh, Mike Rutherford show text. Wheeler can't be our starting point guard next year. I will be all right if he's our starting point guard, but I still will want Casey Wallace to play a ton. Do you see the Ty Ty Washington dad post saying year one was a success? Yeah, or, yeah um, year one. He really should come back for what it's worth. I don't know how a Wheeler, Washington, Wallace backcourt would work. I think I think it could work. Just one of them's going to be, you know, one of them's going to be coming off the bench. But I think there'd be enough minutes to go around. Um, I still expect Washington to go, but it'd be cool if he didn't. Yeah, it'd be cool. He, he should. He's got to get stronger. You just got to learn to play through contact. I don't know. No. NBA. That's that's not the. That's not a his game not suited well for the NBA as of right now. He'll get better as always, and I like Todd Todd, but he's got to get stronger. I blame all this. So we already did that one. Hey fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. We lost to a 15 seed. I left my wallet at the bar, and I'm currently hugging my toilet like it's leaving for war. Today sucks. <laughs> I love that. I love that, Brad from Bellbrook. Hopefully, you're feeling better come Monday. There's still no other coach I'd rather have than Cal. That being said, we need to change his most used sayings and come up with new ones. I suggest never saying basketball Benny again. Yeah, what if Beisner's just like, you know, he's got the chalkboard out. He's like, all right, instead of basketball Benny, we're just going to say, hey, here's something I noticed. Instead of poop ice cream, oh, it, you just it, go through the reteaching. Cal's got one more show, call-in show tonight, and whew, I, I'm, I just – wondering what 
people are gonna like latch on to that gets them all triggered and worked up over. Oh, it'll be some. It'll I, I some caller will just be like, well, instead of not scoring against St. Peter's, did you think about maybe hitting a few more shots? <laughs> yeah, I that, that that's gonna be an interesting hour of radio. So. I'll be I'll be tuned in. Cal in tournament forces the ball inside, and I guess tells the shooters don't shoot unless four rebounders and no defense on you. Actually, the opposite. He tells he hates when his shooters pass up open shots, and I don't know what the hell got into Grady's brain the last few months, but he passed up far too many open shots. Um, but he is, I will say, he does his bread and butter is I want to throw it inside. And no offense, could you blame him? Oscar had 36 points. Like, you could make a case you should have thrown it inside more. No, but St. Pete's did a good job of making it tough on Oscar. At some point, the outside needs to do what they're supposed to do and knock down shots, and they didn't do it. And um, if you want to blame that on Cal, fine. I don't care. We got ourselves a long text because I think that Nick Smith Jr. has nothing to do with what we've been discussing, probably for the Mike Rutherford show. Hey, guys, who does Cats fan here? Need a Mormon event. I want to first say I'm at a loss for this. This team was struggling so much. I was really concerned their ceiling was Sweet 16, but thought I'm just needlessly worried. But this is where this was turning. I'm just so tired of Cal having leads in these tournament games and bleeding clock and getting horrible looks late in the shot clock. The offense is antiquated. It's all congested. And there's no room to spread the floor. Cal was cocky. And that his old style was going to get him a Final Four, and he chirped about how fans want to shoot more threes. He has to change. You don't have to be Bama, but be balanced. Cal clearly can't have a team like this. For Cal, it wasn't elite talent or uber athletic. He can't coach a team this limited. They didn't close out a close game, uh, close late game against a meaningful opponent. Also, the coaches he lost to in the tournament is a murderer's row of mediocrity. Tom Cream, Bruce Weber, Shaheen Holloway, and Kevin freaking Holloway. Even losses against traditional choke artists like Bruce Pearl and Bob Huggins make me crazy. Also, they are normally bounced by a lesser team almost every year. Even the years they had a massive wins in 14 and 11 runs were crushed by losing to marginally UConn teams. His equity is gone because he didn't take advantage of winning those titles with all those other opportunities. I don't see him getting back without a severe change of style, but I don't think you replace him. Who do you replace him with? If he left, I think you would just go get an NBA guy to modernize the offense. If he never wins another, he will go down as the biggest waste of talent since Dean Smith. That guy lucked into two titles, all that talent stayed three or four years. He doesn't fix it. You can't argue that Cal got a title at Kentucky because everyone gets a title at Kentucky. That coaches here when they come to work sober. And we're done with the text line. Good job, Nick. Way to wrap it up. No, appreciate you sending it in. I know that a lot of people had a lot to vent, and obviously, who that Cats fan, you know, we're not going to agree with all of it. But if you're going to point out the crappy coaches he's lost to, then we've got to mention all the great coaches he's beaten, correct? Like, he's beaten Bill Self in a tournament game. He's beaten Rick Pitino in a tournament game. Folks were Multiple. super high on Thad Mata. He had no problem working him in a tournament game. Roy Mike Williams, Clay got beat in a tournament yeah. game. Roy Williams got beat in tournament. Like, you can go down that list, too. At the end of the day, I think it's more of an indication of the NCAA tournament and how they decide a champion in terms of playing one basketball game for 40 minutes. The winner advances. The loser goes back. And who knows? Maybe officiating plays a role in it. Maybe it doesn't. That's the NCAA tournament. But I hear you. I, I, I think the, the offense talk, I – wish Kentucky made more three-pointers just as much as anybody else does, but everybody that hates the offense so much, you got to keep the same energy when UK's dropping 100 points when things are clicking. You just have to. an offense thing. Like, God, they had been playing so well during this year, and the guards really, really stunk. 
at the end That's of the day, true. the injuries ruined everything for this team. And, and, and you can blame Cal for not figuring it out and getting it to click again or whatnot. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if a story comes out that Ty Ty's ankle was so much worse or blah. I'm sure I'm almost would guarantee some story I mean, like that's going to happen the last time too with that Reed Travis PJ Washington team. Like they, and yet they still were able to pick themselves up and get to the Elite Eight. And they beat a really good Houston team, but they kind of struggled through the Northern Kentucky Wofford game and then they. Uh, that Houston, well, Houston had him kind of beat. Yeah. Tyler Hero, well, PJ and Hero made huge plays, but that's the tournament. It's just like one thing changes everything, and then you have a whole totally different outlook about it all. But we know what we signed up for. Cal knows what he signed up for. And I don't, I'm not like trying to say don't criticize Cal, feel free. I'm just saying he's going to be the head coach, and rightfully I, so. That's so you got to get that. Everybody's got to get on board with that. I, uh, I really hate Houston. I would just like to say that. Um, hate, I like Houston. Uh, Despise it with the fire of a thousand suns. Would have probably taken them to the final four if they hadn't lost two starters. Kelvin Sampson, one of the best coaches in college basketball. Dude. Well, and what annoys me too is that they aren't much different than like Cal Perry old school, where we're just going to out athlete you and get a ton of offensive rebounds and just keep attack. Like just it's just waves of aggressive rebounding and finishing yeah. at the rim. Like Off offensively, it can be tough to watch, but they're they've just got like mentally tough dudes all across the board, and they just mm -hmm. don't get punked. And uh, they 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 are fun to watch. I really and and I think very few coaches in the last several years have won more than Kelvin Sampson, and Houston's been kind of a machine there in the American. Uh, Houston annoys me because Houston, Indiana should be Houston if Calvin Sampson wasn't let go for doing something that's completely legal. Yeah, now. he he, he would have won pretty big at IU, so I'm happy all yeah. that – all over text messages, which is hilarious. <laughs> the biggest problem um, from a mental standpoint was the lack of alpha point guard. It appeared all year long in late-game situations. No one stood out and wanted the ball in their hands. Disagree because I think Wheeler did. I just think Wheeler has some limitations from a talent standpoint that yeah. you don't really want him to be the alpha guard. I think mentally, of course, he missed those free throws as badly. as, But I think he is somebody that's like, all right, I will try to win this for us. Let's figure out what we can do. Um, but yes, again, you need Wheeler should not be in the same conversation as the De'Aaron Fox or John Wall. You got to get back to those level of, of point guard. And Tata again, maybe it was the injuries, but he, he went the wrong direction later in the year, unfortunately. Oh, by the way, Kansas, if it makes a run, passes us and wins. They've tied, but yep, it's again, tied. so it'll be tied until it's not tied. Kansas yep. may take the lead until they don't have the lead. It'll be okay, everybody. I swear I would not want to be in a panic situation with a lot of you all. Jacob uh, Toppin should transfer. Cal effed, effed him hard last night. This, all right, that's the thing from the game that I it, it just – I. I don't know. I was mad in the second half of that time, so I didn't notice why. But like, I just don't know why Jacob Toppin didn't play in the second half. Because this is Cal's biggest issue is his stubbornness and loyalty. And also, part of it's probably just like, well, everybody says we need offense, so I'm going to get the guy in here that had 26 against Kansas and can shoot better than Toppin can. But Toppin was just playing better. Everything, he was playing looked, so everything much looked better. better. Everything just looked better with Toppin in the game. And if Toppin leaves, I'm going to be pretty frustrated with the whole thing because I do think Cal didn't play. He should have played Toppin more. Should have played Toppin more. That doesn't mean give Toppin all of Brooks' minutes in that game, but she showed Pete St. Peter's. Give him some of the minutes. And mm -hmm. he provided some huge sparks there in that first half and then just nothing. I was disappointed with that. Toppin's going to be a really, really good basketball player. I will say, just to go back to that last texter's point, um, if you rank the Calipari point guards and you put the seasons next to them, um, I think you're going to see a direct correlation to NCAA tournament success. I agree.
it, with, another, the, with you as being the one outlier that's the only one that's pretty inexplicable another the rest team, of them it's 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 if you got good point guard play you're gonna go far in this tournament yeah and you can make a case with calipari teams like the good ones just were good one through five but all those good teams also had very reliable force with the exception maybe of 17 but uh, Derek Willis had his role, and really, Bam probably should have been a college four, but they just played him at five, and it worked out pretty well, all things considered. But with the exception of maybe 17, he's also had really reliable fours, and Brooks was not a really reliable four. Any way you want to splice it, he wasn't. Am I in the majority, or is the gritty dead the only thing that would have made that worse if St. Peter's players doing the gritty? It's dead. I never got my gritty moment, unfortunately. Am I in the majority? I didn't have the hate for St. Peter's. Like they're a likable team. I'll be rooting for. Yeah, they're a likable team. What they they beat Kentucky. I hate it. We all hate it. But they did what they did. What we'd all be rooting for them to do if they were playing Duke. Doug. They also did play the late night Saturday game, and I was three sheets to the wind by that time the game ended. So um, it, it didn't hurt so bad. I was numb. <laughs> Oh, uh, L fan here. Watching the game last night, it looks like St. Peter's was better conditioned than UK. Wheeler was obviously gas and OT, but Cal never gave him a breather. Uh, my, that was an observation my mom had that, like, man, that St. Peter's team was in great shape. Like, they they, did, they were not gassed. They were running around the entire time. It was impressive. Yeah, they were. And, uh, again, it, Cal was not coached. I'm, like, that can happen in a basketball game. It can happen to any coach in a basketball game. They outcoach Murray State. Like, they just run those little sets, and they they're so small and quick that it makes some bigger matchups tougher where they're going to get open looks. Uh, it's going to be really fascinating. I mean, Purdue's a huge team. They're going to have a really tough time guarding them. But then again, St. Peter's gave up a bajillion points and rebounds to Oscar, so I'm not sure what they'll do against Purdue's front line. But, yeah, they, they do a good job finding their mismatches and uh, and getting their shooters some space to be able to knock down shots. And they hit them in those big moments where UK could not hit big shots in big moments. Wheeler, absolutely not selfish. Did we read that one? Uh, Yeah. We okay. have not read that one. Sorry. So that would be a no. Wheeler, absolutely not selfish. The only guard we had to get to the rim and make offense when others disappeared, specifically Tata. I swear he was able to penetrate earlier in the year. Where did that go? He did. He it had. To, there has to be something bigger here. He he did. He was unguardable because he'd, he'd be able to get by somebody, and then either the person would catch up and Tata wasn't the best at the rim, but what would Tata do if he felt like he couldn't get to the rim? He would just stop wherever he was on the floor, anywhere from like, five to probably 12 feet and he'd shoot that shot and he hit it i swear there was a stretch of eight weeks where he was hitting that at a 98 percent clip and he was unguardable and then he got hurt and it just never came back he never had that first step again never had it again Sucks. good morning fellas what bothers me about cal not calling time out is he is admitting he cannot out coach the opposing coach he's a hall of fame man up have a great show uk <laughs> Such a jump in logic. Oh, that's hilarious. Call time out, but yeah, obviously. Any truth to the rumor Mick Cronin's suckiness is that's what knocked the station off the air Wednesday? That's a Rutherford text. Um, is this uh, the, the thank you message from Calipari? Was there an apology in there? Did I miss something? I think everyone is putting the blame on Cal. I also love his excuse on the COVID last season. It started late and never really got going. Was this an apology without saying sorry? I, I was fine with his message to UK fans. I will say this about Cal. He's going to have to – you have to kiss up a little bit more this offseason. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, you're gonna, yeah. I know we'll never have players or coaches – well, we've had a few assistant coaches on. But, like, he, he's going to need to talk to some media 
And he needs to get some media buddy-buddy with him again. He just needs some media members out there saying nice things about him. I think he's just thought long enough, like, I don't need you all. I'll win enough as is, and you'll have to talk about me whether you like it or not. He needs to go back to, like, you yeah. days. Get some buddies out there. Get hey, and if he, if he wants to be buddy-buddies with us, I mean, we're, we'll, we'll totally sell out. No problem here. Yeah, I mean, UK does, like, in the past at least, they would reward people that would speak nicely. We speak nicely, but it's just also common sense. We'd speak poorly if... And he does deserve. I mean, Thursday stunk. He deserves criticism for it, just not firing sort of deals. Uh, a texture says, watching the UNC ball out is fun. Really hoping Duke, Tennessee, and Kansas keep rolling too. That'll be a nice cap to a great weekend. These refs in the Baylor game are a darn joke. Trying their oh, hardest to help Baylor back this game. March Madness is wild for having me defend the target. Seriously, that officiating. It, I mean, it's just so wild how they get caught up in the momentum of the game too. And they, they, they get on board with the – uh, and they do it all regular season, so it should be no surprise when they do it in the March Madness. It's just more eyeballs. Makes me physically ill to watch a team that we beat by 30 playing in the tournament while our players are sitting watching it. That's the tournament, baby. And it totally sucks. And I totally agree with you. Another team we dominated as one would a high school team is getting ready to pass us in total wins. Yep. Um, and, we'll, and Kentucky will get it back. Seeing yep. that Tennessee player crying just made my day. They had a good laugh when Oscar was in tears. Now suck it, Rocky Top. Cool, Suck it, Rocky Top. Howard and, Ten and uh, Kennedy Chandler. But still, yeah, I don't – see you later, Tennessee. See you later, Auburn. Michigan looking pretty good for a team that doesn't belong in the tournament. Suck it, Michigan. Not going to lie, boys, I just can't keep pulling for St. Peter's. Just a bunch of tough-playing guys. I can't keep from pulling. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Not yeah. I get 16. that. Guess it's called Madness for a reason. Great weekend of the hoops. I wish the Cats were part of it, but still high-level basketball being played. See, these are – these are that I, we're all on board with these. This yeah. from Robert. Robert, I think enough time has passed where I can type this after the thought and hopefully hopefully, little emotion. Cal no longer can say that we're the gold standard. Now he has to adapt to what has happened the last two years. The gold standard doesn't get third in the SEC. It doesn't bow out of the semis in the SEC tournament. doesn't have nine win seasons. For damn sure, it doesn't lose to 15 seeds in the first round. Also, TJ, my brother in Christ, I know next fall you'll say we need to be excited about this team. Last year sucked, but this team is good. They're likable. For the first time, I have to disagree with you on this. The fans now have earned the right to be skeptical going into any season until something changes. This is all unfortunate, but sucks, but it will get better. And, Robert, that's fine. If, I'm not going to tell you, like, you have to, you're forced to do anything. I'm just going to probably see a really, really, really good basketball roster. And I, I personally will probably get excited about it because probably we'll have NBA players on it. It'll probably have really, really good college players on it. Maybe it'll have a national player of the year on it. And I will personally get excited about it because that's the way my that, that I operate. Now, if people need to see it before you believe it, then it's going to be a long-ass November and December and January and February. But you're right. At the end of the day, all we care about is March. Um, but I'm going to at least take in the season yeah. fun moments, and it's going to be a good one next year. It should be. It should be. And we got to wait to see what the roster looks like when it's all said and done. But the way things are set up right now, it, it, it seems to indicate it's going to be a pretty darn good roster. Yeah, and I think the general sentiment is we know that everything matters in March, but I'm not going to let it prevent me from enjoying the regular season because you know, it was a pretty enjoyable regular season that just the, the wheels got a little shaky down the stretch. And a tough SEC is the best SEC has been. It doesn't indicate that in the, the final results in the in your bracket, um, but it's the best SEC has been. And God, I it, since Cal got here, right? Yes, it definitely was the best, although it didn't have the March results like you mentioned. But, yeah, it's uh, it, 
and the weird thing about it is Cal teams always get better in March, and this one seemed to be going in a different direction, and we all kind of noticed it, but you just thought, hey, it just takes one. That's the beauty about basketball. It takes just one game to click, and everything could maybe fall back into place. They just never got that one game. They never did. Uh, Texture says, we'll be back. Cal will be back. Duke lost to Lehigh, and that's when Kay adapted. Yeah, again, the adapting stuff, not adapting stuff, I don't buy into it all too terribly much, but maybe there's a learning curve and like, hey, Cal, you're going to have more experienced players now. You're not going to have as many freshmen. So how do you get the most out of these experienced players like you did in, with freshmen come March? Because it seemed like his freshmen would always be peaking come the tournament. And yeah. this year, almost everybody kind of went in the other direction with the exception of Oscar, who was just consistently as good as a Kentucky basketball player I've ever seen in my entire life. Texter says, uh, it can't be what it once was and it'll never be the same again. Thanks, Roush. That's lovely. Yeah, might have been a little morbid Friday. <laughs> oh, poetic. Tournament luck regression is absolutely kicking our ass no joke this is yeah i'm ready for that to go the other way now this will likely be an extremely toxic summer for the fan base oscar leaving sharp leaving or transfer from someone like collins or hopkins will drive folks to the edge twitter is going to be hell Uh, twitter's always hell and uh yeah i think hopkins probably ends up going i think brooks ends up doing something differently it's gonna be weird if hopkins is at uofl too which is probably going to be the case right like i don't think so i think he'll go elsewhere yeah, well, but if KP wants him though, like he Man, did Kenny Payne like over U of L, he was committed there for a was while. Kenny Payne, a big like recruiter for Bryce Hopkins, so according to Icarumba Kyle Tucker. Yeah, because Bryce Hopkins committed. I mean, he's a freshman this year. Kenny Payne was gone last year, right? He right, recruit him as like a sophomore, I suppose. But, um, yes, and Hopkins was committed to U of L, but he wasn't committed to Kenny Payne's U of L. He's committed to Chris Mack's U of L. Yeah, that was the part I didn't get the timeline because I, I the timeline I, doesn't add up there. Well, that's take it up with Kyle Tucker, not me. I won't do that. A texture says, uh, adding strength is most important for Collins, like everyone has said, but getting comfortable with the speed of the game is just as important. Yeah, I'll be really excited to see his sophomore jump. We saw Toppin figure out his coordination last year. So, you know, that, uh, that should be it. Um, I, I have confidence he'll do it. Funny to see Goodman say National Player of the Year should be voted on after regionals, and then Wisconsin loses three hours later. Top four National Player of the Year candidates out the first weekend, and that's what we needed. We needed them all to go down, suck at Wisconsin, so Oscar can preserve that trophy and bring home some big butts for the big bucks for the KRC crew. Yeah, uh, uh, Obaji really the only guy that's still playing that is on national player radar. Again, I think all the voting is supposed to be finished before the regular season, so I don't think any of this should have mattered anyways. Oscar's numbers, when the dust settles, and it will be a long time before you know Oscar's going to play. Other teams will be up playing a long time before Oscar hears his name called for national player of the year. But numbers have to win the day. Hearing the March Madden music when we didn't really even get to experience this feeling after over a thousand days is absolutely painful. Legit depressing. Totally agree. Justin, I heard from a diehard IU fan that the plane that tried picking up the basketball team didn't have enough spots, so they had to wait an additional two hours for another plane to pick them up. On top of that, they had to fly across the country to Portland, and I'd heard they didn't end up getting there until four in the morning. Had I known that, I would have smashed St. Mary's. LOL. That's such an unlucky situation. Yeah, they didn't get that um, yeah, it was 9 a.m. and their plane had issues. Not, it wasn't anything about seats. It was just mechanical troubles. Did you all know that St. Peter's had less students than less students than both St. X and Trinity? That's sad to hear. I did not know that. Miami plus seven may quite literally be the easiest bet of the entire season. Auburn is grossly overrated by the public. Well, luckily I was on Auburn. Auburn's similar and just like they just never. Gosh, they you're just waiting for them to click and kind of get back to what they look like at times during the regular season. Never happened. 
it's all about who's playing well at March. But that's the thing is that like Michigan wasn't playing well. And I don't, I don't think Miami was playing particularly well either. It's pretty clear that Kentucky has a lot less pop after Kenny left. Oh, give me a break. Who is Nick Roush going to root for in the tournament now that Kentucky and Louisville aren't playing his two favorite teams? Wow. wow boom Roush. roasted. So you can give guy you guys can you guys hit on Cal's lifetime contract? What happens if we have another terrible exit next season or a terrible regular season? What do what do we do then? Think I heard the hit the buyout would be forty million or something. Um, probably not going to have to worry about that. And two, if it ever came to it that UK had to fire Calipari, they would work out a deal. Yeah, you can find a way to fire somebody, folks. This is this is America. We can fire everybody. If we need to, let's keep rolling. Yeah, guys, I'm not like you. I couldn't watch a second of the tournament. I tried to watch a couple times, but couldn't stand it. So to cope, I went golfing at Seneca on Saturday. Played much better than on Thursday. Then I spent all day Sunday with the family and smoked a pork shoulder, with which turned out perfectly. Turns out I don't need to have my life hanging in the balance of basketball games. Well, that sounds like a beautiful weekend all in its own right. Wife smoked some wings yesterday. They were delicious. But, yeah, the, the betting and squares and all the other stuff with the tournament, I was still lo- I was still watching. See, I had to, like, to push the memory out. I had to add more basketball memories. Had to get more basketball games. Uh, and, you know, I want to bring back, so I feel, feel okay. Feel all right. The bad news is we're not going to finish the text line today, but we will definitely – Get, we'll fit, we'll be all caught up tomorrow, I can tell you that much, I promise. All right, um, yeah, you know what? This is a good spot. Let's just end it here, and we'll pick it up tomorrow. We've only got like seven more to go tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll be all caught up. It'll be great, and we'll we'll have a good time. All right, everybody have a great Monday. This has been good, I think. I feel like these are like therapy lessons and sessions. Um, we'll, do it, we'll do it again tomorrow. And we'll talk tournament. We'll talk more Collins. We'll talk spring football practice. We need to keep an update on the Vandy grad transfer, potentially. Everybody have a great Monday. This is KRC. I'm Big X. CJ Walker. Oh, yeah.